Big, big transfer news is as on the Bull TV. We're going to be covering so much, so much, so much. Arsenal, Man United, Chelsea, too much content. Here we go. Yo. I'm trying to get my sterling up in the city, so since we play As soon as my child can walk, it's straight project Mbappé Bunnin' with a verbal, as soon as I hear that whistle We get straight to the action, come on lads, where's the passion? Do like Alamatsi, we wear headbands for the fashion If the defenders drop back, we counter and then attack them I got my eye on the ball, I got my eye on the ball, yeah yeah. I got my eye on the boat. I got my eye on the boat. Yeah. I got my eye on the boat. I got my eye on the boat. On the boat. I got my eye on the boat. Yeah. Yeah. I got my eye on the boat. Yeah. You I would never get tired of hearing that. Are you dumb? I got my eye on the boat. Hey, you be you be yakking. You be yakking. <laughs> bro, I'm sipping on that Hennessy right here, bro. Right come, here. On. come on, come on. Hey, nah, but man, them, it's been a while, man. Actually, it hasn't, to be fair. We've been speaking a lot of sports recently, but I mean, like football content, the, the football season, the new football season is fast approaching. We literally just finished the Euros. That's why it doesn't feel like we've missed football. But I mean, it's going to be an exciting season. And the reason for that is because we are in the transfer market probably the most exciting time and depressing time, depending on which club that you support. Um, but yeah. before we get into anything, what are you man saying though? How, how's everyone there, man? You man good? Yes, man. Feeling good. Um, aye. Uh, we're in sync still with the black teaser. We're flexing with the black teaser. Bro! <laughs> Came in, teaser. It was not rehearsed as well, fam. Um, you know, the, the, the chemistry's just there. <laughs> Boom, it's just there. <laughs> But um, yeah, no, it's uh, so Messi Suarez Neymar. This, 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 what it is. Right. Hey, it's mad, it's mad. <laughs> Leo, Leo. I know Josh is gonna have a few words about uh, you. Forgive me, forgive me, forgive me. Um, nah. but hey, yeah, no, nah, I'm excited to get stuck, stuck into this stuff, man. A lot of rumors, and it feels like bare man are trying to come to the Premier League right now. Do you <laughs> know what I mean? So, uh, yeah, man, I'm I'm trying to get stuck in, man. Yeah, nah. I, I, I've missed talking Premier League. You know, when you said when you told me today I was talking about transfer window, I said, "All right, let's go." Like, uh, it, it's been far nah, too man. long. It's like a week. It's like a few weeks, but like I missed the Prem. Even when Arsenal gave me heartache, so yeah, yeah, I can't wait. I can't wait. Cool. I mean, I think it's best to start with a club that has been um, in the the headlines a lot this summer. Um, their fans have been crying out for big moves. Um, their main, their number one as on the ball fan has been crying out for big moves. It's questioned a lot of the mentality from the board. And I mean, to be fair, like, to an, except, to an extent, to a degree, I know you still want the Glazers out. Obviously, Woodward is out and whatnot. You want the structure to change and whatnot. But you have to give them a little bit of credit. It can still be true that you want them out and they've still done their job. Do you know what I'm saying? Um, for the, the the players you're linked with, what could happen and whatnot. Sancho, Varane, today, Saul Niguez, big report came through recently. So, like, what's your thinking, Darren? I'm happy, man. I'm happy. Um, 
two, two different things, you know. You can't let the um, transfer saga impact like how we view the club. Yeah, I mean, they still got a lot to prove in terms of that they're going in the right direction. You know what I mean? As far as ownership and stuff like that, that's like a whole different topic is the point I'm trying to make. But as far as transfers go, I'm happy, man. Happy. The Sancho signing is amazing. Um, finally, um, someone that, that, that can come on the right and is a genuine winger that I, I can say that we haven't had, you know, a quality right winger since bloody Ronaldo. Do you know what I mean? Because Val- Valencia was good. Do you know what I mean? But we're talking a different caliber of a uh, player when you're talking about Ronaldo, Sancho, them man there. So um, yeah, ha- happy that Sancho is a you know a red um, Varane. That that's something that I'm chuffed about as well. Um, sounds like it's gonna get done. Obviously, you have to wait and see. But um, I think him and Maguire have got potential to be uh, one of the best partnerships in the world. Um, but my last thing, obviously, that I think we need to do is get a centre mid or DM. Obviously, it's a more so a DM in it to play next to Pogba um, or, you know, the deepest band in a 4-3-3. But, um, yeah, listen, I'm, I'm happy from what I've seen so far. The Sol Niguez rumours, I, I like the sound of that as well. He's a hell of a player. Um, Trippier as well, we were linked to him. I take him as well. Um, can play either fullback spot. Just a nice uh, vet. But, um, yeah, man, listen, we're making moves for what? It's, it's been like three years in the making. Do you know mm. what I mean? Like, we, we've been sold so many dreams. Like, I, the funny thing is, Daniel, do you remember the... I think it was the second show that we did, Transfer mm. Bonanza. Do you remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, of course, man. This was, like, two years ago. We broke down... We even graded each team's um, transfer window. And I was so mm. disappointed with ours. I was so disappointed. I was so pissed off that I went on a rant about the Glazers and stuff like that. But now, I'm glad things have changed, you know. Things are on the up and up. And yeah, man, we're making moves, man. Chuffed. Nadim, if let's say Man United now hypothetically get Varane, there was a report today actually from um, one of the major journalists in um, I forgot what country he's from, but he works on ESPN. I think his name is Egg Foytfoot. I don't know how to pronounce his name, but he basically was saying how Ancelotti and Varane have the same agent, and potentially there could be um, a move by Ancelotti. Oh yeah, so that. Varane and whatnot, but let's just say Varane goes to Man United. They have Sancho, obviously. Um, let's throw Saul in there as well. What should be the realistic expectation for Man United fans and for Oli? A trophy is the minimum expectation you can expect you can get from that. Like Varane mm. is. One of the best centre backs in the world, Saul Yake had a down year last year, but over the last few years, he's been one of the best midfielders in the world as well. Sancho, we all know what he is and the type of player he is, and all the players are linked to as well. So they have the makings of being a team that should minimum win a trophy. It's hard to say win the title because Man City look like they're going to improve as well, and then you know you have Chelsea and tell what they did back end of last season and what they're probably doing the transfer window now and you know Liverpool I think will be back at that top level again so it's hard to say title for them you know it's what they should be aiming it's what they'll get but they should be aiming for it because they have quality on the pitch and now what they're building with the team and what they built over the last few years sneakily they're adding depth they have a very Mm. deep team if you look at the 18 now they used to have used to be a great starting 11 and then the bench was it was okay 
it was a nice okay guys now you have some really good players on the bench so the depth is there so no longer do you have to play the same team week in week out you can mix and match your team which is a great thing to have so i think a minimum of a final ole has to finally win a trophy to yeah. you know push back on all the criticism he's got because he's built the team now it's about winning the trophy so minimum a trophy but they should definitely be pushing for the title yeah you sure. agree with that darren yeah i agree man minimum compete for the title man if we get the guys even if we just get Varane, like still pogba still there bruno still there you gotta utilize donny van der beek the guy's a good player do you know what i mean use him do you know what i mean you can he can give you something um whether we keep or sell jaylings do you know what i mean he was a madman the back end of last season like if he sticks around like he's good enough to do you know what i mean bring something to the table I think yeah. definitely a trophy. Oli still hasn't won a trophy going into his fourth full season, fifth season. Oh. Yeah. Boy, time flies. Yeah. And that's why I need, man. Oh, wait. I'm guessing it might be his third full season, fourth season overall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His third, his third full season, fourth season overall. Um, So he needs to win the trophy. It's been too long since he won a trophy. Compete for the title and win the trophy. That's the minimum requirements for me. But on something you said, Nadim, Oli also needs to get used to using the squad because we had players last season. But yeah. he weren't, going, he weren't, do you know what I mean? He weren't going, mm -hmm. like, relying on them. Donny van der Beek, Tellers, even the guy like Two and Zabi, like, these guys are good. Two and Zabi will bloody pocket Neymar and Mbappe and then he won't play for two months. Do you know what I mean? So, mm -hmm. it's, you can have all the good players you want, but mm -hmm. you've got to use them as well and, you know, show them that you believe in them. Hmm. Yeah, sometimes yeah. it's hard to build that rhythm, like when you're on the bench. So when Van der Beek is coming in for one-off games, and he hasn't played in three, four games, it's hard to come in and to instantly be the guy you were asked. So, yeah, of course he needs to rotate the squad, but he also needs to find a way that incorporates Van der Beek into the that someone like him into the lineup because he's not Bruno Fernandez. That's not the type of player he is. He's different. So you need to find a way of putting him in the best positions to succeed, especially going next season. That's why the reports of a 4-3-3 are good as well because mm. I think he can only play in the Premier League. Do you know what I mean? It's tough to play in a two-man midfield. You've got to have legs yeah. and he's not yeah. really got legs. So, 4-3-3, I, mean, yeah. I think that's best for you, him. You brought up a great point about the 4-3-3. But we saw, we saw Bruno play as an eight for Portugal and he was poor in that system. And for me, when I look at a guy like Bruno and the amount of production you got from him with him playing as a 10... Why would you want to sacrifice that and succumb to United fan pressure? Bro, look, sometimes you don't need to listen to the fans and their opinions. How many fans, how many Chelsea fans, just before you respond, obviously, how many Chelsea fans, including myself, said, I don't want to ever see the back three again. Like, we don't, I hate the back five. I don't want to see that. Like, we said it under Lampard, Tuchel came in. Everyone was so convinced, our oh, Tuchel's just using it for now. He's going to change to the 4-2-3-1. He's going to change to his 4-3-3. da di da di da Lo and behold, he doesn't change and we win the Champions League and no one's talking about the formation again. I personally think that you don't have the personnel to play the 4-3-3, if I'm honest. We just saw Italy win the the the, the Euros with a 4-3-3 type system, but that system worked in a very, very special way with very, very specialistic midfielders. You can win. I feel like you're more likely to win with three midfielders who can keep the ball than three midfielders who are all or all, all have an eye for goal or quite forward thinking because if you had a three-man midfield 
let's just say you bought Saul. I'd imagine the midfield would be Pogba, Saul, and Bruno, no? I don't think that. For me, that don't make sense. For it me, doesn't, but who, who sits... So Saul comes to United to sit on the bench? I'm, <laughs> saying, nah, I'm saying potentially. Do you know what I mean? Or potentially Bruno stays in the 10 and you bang um, Saul and Pogba next to each other as a, as a two. You play and Saul even, and Pogba as a two? Yeah, fam, I'm not against it. And uh, as I said, a DM is the priority, in it? I'm not going to say no to Saul, but I think we've got bigger priorities. That's why I said the DM is crucial. But on what you saying... No, so quick. If you had the pick of a DM, who'd you pick? There's a couple guys. I, and Didi, I've been saying I take. I take Basuma. I take. Um, I take Calvin Phillips. After that, Euros, I take him. Um, obviously, Declan Rice is there. I take him. There's a lot of guys that I take, man. We just need a guy that can run and can pass. That's all we need, bro. Because mm. the McFred, the issue with McFred is they're not good enough on the ball. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Fred is the one with the legs. McTominay is the one with like the presence. Do you know what I mean? But um, neither of them are good enough on the ball. We just need a guy that is uh, that can clean up. Do you know what I mean? For Pogba when he wants to be roaming and uh, can pass. As long as you can pass and you can run, you're good. But on what you said, Daniel, about you know um, Bruno not thriving in a potential 4-3-3 and us not having the players 4-4-3-3, sometimes you have to um, sacrifice the the... the like one player or to an extent for the betterment of the team. Do you know what I mean? Like really and truly, we're relying on Bruno so much that I'm not really scared of things changing. Maybe it might hurt him, but if it's for the betterment of the team, I'm ready to to see that. Do you know what I mean? Um, To see how it pans out. Also, um, he has to adjust. Do you know what I mean? Like we can't say, oh, we're going to play a 4-2-3-1 just because we have to put Bruno in the tent. Like no, nah, no one's on that. Like I, it's about no, it's about the success. I it's about the success. Let me make the point. Let me make I the point. Yeah, go ahead. Right, it's go about on, the right. it's about the success of the team. Um, Paul Pogba's better in a four three three. Donny Van der Beek can only play in a four three three. Um, bro, Ruvan Nistelrooy was one of the best strikers in the world, and we had to let him go to make way for Rooney Ronaldo. Do you get what I mean? Like, fam, sometimes you have to um take your foot off. Uh, you know, one thing to 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 let everyone else uh, thrive. And um, as far as the four three three goes, the only reason why I think we couldn't do it in the past is because we didn't have a DM that we could rely on. Do you know what I mean, if we bring in a DM, solid DM, um, there's loads of different ways you can implement it. You can have uh, Pogba as your most advanced and play Donny. You can have Fred in there as uh, your 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 ball in the midfield. Like, there's so many different. Um, if we bring in a DM, I'm I'm pretty sure. As long as the coaching is right, that we've definitely got the guys to bang a four three three. Yeah, but a four three three has different variations. Like you can do so many exactly. things with a four three three. So exactly. the the idea, look, Bruno is. If you want to get the best out of your best players, Bruno, when he hasn't shown that he can play amazingly in a four three three, he's shown he can play amazingly in a ten. Why would you take him out of that? Like, if he your best See, because player, we're more worried about the team than one player. But look at the team last season. The team had great success without winning a trophy with Bruno as a 10. Like, if you can improve on that, yeah, team but if you can improve team. on that, like, if you can improve on that, if you can, when you play a 4-3, it doesn't necessarily mean that the two guys are at the same position. We saw Barella was the high over so That's what I was saying, that you can like do that. Pogba, Pogba, Saul, and Bruno. Do you get what I mean? Bruno can stay in the 10. And also, just because we're playing more 4-3-3 doesn't mean the 4-3-1 is scrapped. Do you know what I mean? Like, we can still... You're not going to have one formation for the whole season. Yeah. You, know? you have to be able to play in a number of, course, of ways. But, I, but yeah, you, I know, you know you have a base formation. Sorry to cut you, Madam. 
I think no. the point that I just wanted to insert there is that, look, at the end of the day, yeah, you're talking about for the betterment of the team. You gave a good example, but at the end of the day, you don't have those resources. It's not the, it's not what you used to have. There, there's no sacrifice in Bruno to allow who to succeed because we haven't seen who oh, would succeed. Success like Man United is not down to Bruno playing the 10. No way. I'm not saying that. No I'm way. saying you can get more from Pogba in a 4 3 3. Yeah, but why my this is but this is where the point comes in though. You have no guarantee that dropping Bruno a couple yards deeper is going to get Paul Pogba to play better. And even if it does get Paul Pogba to play better, what if you don't get the same amount of production you were getting from Bruno? Because fair enough. Um, and just let me land on the point. Fair enough, you've made your point in where you see it in one in, in a way that if you sacrifice Bruno just a bit, you can get more out of Paul Pogba. But I'm not only, Pogba, not only Pogba. okay, the rest of the team. But I'm saying to you now, the production that you were able to get from Bruno and the amount of outlets that Bruno had in the way that he was able to distribute the ball, you you almost sacrifice a number of those options as well, meaning that you don't get the same amount of production. There's no guarantee that you will succeed the way that you did last year if you tell Bruno to drop a couple yards forward. The same way we don't know that if you tell Bruno to drop a couple yards forward, that the team will be more successful. I think you're looking at it too one-way specific if, without considering what could happen if you sacrifice Bruno, basically. No, I'm not saying that he has to bang number eight exclusively. Do you know what I mean? If we're going through the season and we're trying him in the eight and he's not playing well, then go back to playing him in the 10. Do you know what I mean? Another thing is um, he like he, he can still play the 10 with Pogba on the pitch. Do you know what I mean? like If you've got a DM, um, it could just be um, the DM the deepest, Pogba just a little bit further up and Bruno in the 10. Do you know what I mean? You still have the balance. Do you know what I mean? So it still works. And uh, I think it's it's, it's about the better, like, improving the whole team. Do you know what I mean? Because as I said, Donny van der Beek, you, you need to get more from him. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's no way you can spend 40 M's on a guy that is as tidy as he is. Do you know what I mean? And and not, not play him. Do you know what I mean? I think a 4-3-3 suits him perfectly. Fred, another guy that struggles with passing. When you put an extra midfielder in there, do you know what I mean? Them, them passes are a little bit easier. You're not relied on to dictate the tempo and make them key passes when you've got two guys beside you rather than one. Do you know what I mean? Same goes for McTominay. So I think, I'm not saying that, boom, 4 3, three and everything turns to roses and sunshine. I'm saying, I think our players suit a 4 3, three better. So let's implement that in addition to, to what, what's worked for us so far in the 4 2 3 one. So basically what you're saying, you think the 4 3, three better suits your team than the 4 2 three, one. Yeah, hundred. Yeah, I do. I it's, know, yet to, it's yet to be seen, I but I do. No, because I'm as, as, as a United fan, I'm I'm yeah. telling you. But Donny van der Beek, like Donny van der Beek playing in a 4-3-3, it, that's why I'm saying different variations because yes, Ajax lined up in a base formation of a 4-3-3, but it turned into a 4-2-3-1. And Donny van der Beek was the one pushing higher at times, and Frankie de Jong and who can't remember who else was sitting next, deeper. So you can do very different variations of it. I just think if you're using Donny van der Beek, you can't expect him to be the guy that's going all over the place looking for the ball. He's someone that looks to make runs in behind. He's someone that might have a odd, odd touch here and there, but he's never going to have the most touches in in a game. I don't think that's the player he is anyway. I think no, but that, that's... that's see, I even add to that, but I Just very quickly, to even add to that very, very quickly, because I know I'll forget. Donny van der Beek was the 10 for yeah, Ajax. He was. He was the 10, no, not, 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 not an 8. 
Yeah, the way they play, the way they play is different to the way we play. Though they dominated the ball like largely. Yeah, but he was the closest midfielder to the striker, though. Yeah, I'm, he can still do that though. Do you know what I mean? In a four-three-three, he can be that guy. It's not as though um you yeah. have to go with a certain lineup. Do you know what I mean? I doubt it's gonna be him and Bruno um on the pitch together. Like it's pretty much him, Bruno, and Pogba. Two of them will be on at, at once. Maybe sometimes even one at once. Do you know what I mean? And Donny Donny can play in, in a lot of different roles. He can do a lot of different things. Like I think um even though he played in the ten. He's not. He's not been good for us in the ten um, last season. Obviously, he played um, as you said in the dim in patches. Yeah, you know I mean, he weren't given a, a real opportunity. But I don't like him in the ten because he likes to people close to him, things to bounce people to bounce the ball off. In in the ten, it's like you have to create. Do you know what I mean? You're the sole creator, and he's not that guy. Do you know what I mean? So I believe in a four three three. Give it, you, you can get him on the ball more, making touches. He can cut. He's got a bit more freedom. Do you know what I mean? He can come deeper, he can make the third man runs. But, there's, there's a lot of more more things he can do in a 4-3-3. But the big question is, does Danny van der Beek want to do that? Like, or does he want to be the guy that provides the finishing touches at the end of the move? Or does he want to be the guy that gets more touches involved? I don't think he is that player. I think he's the guy that wants to get minutes. And the only <laughs> way he's getting minutes is, I believe, in in if you if you get put him in a role that suits him. Because the way we're playing right now, what role can he play? I don't think he's 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 not a Bruno to play in the ten, and he's not got enough legs to play but, in a two-man midfield. So I, I, I'm not. I think a four-three-three is best suited for Donny, hundred percent. I mean, yeah. Look, I think it's because uh, I don't want us to be on this forever. We all agree to disagree, but I'll just close out by saying I just think, look, from the Donny Van der Beek that I watch, Donny Van der Beek wants to score goals. That's what he wants to do. Of course, he you wants can do that in a three-man midfield. Everyone wants. To, everyone wants I don't know how, how because of the instructions that we've seen from him, we've seen a tidy player who doesn't really play any extravagant passes. He plays it very, very safe. He's a neat, tidy guy, gets the ball ticking, keeps the ball, doesn't lose the ball, but doesn't really venture forward either. So I don't know if Man United, yes, Van der Beek maybe can do more, but I don't know if Man United are getting a bro. But Donny Van der Beek was what in his first, I think, it, I think his, he was double digits his last three years at Ajax in all comps. In goals, 10, 13, and 17. You need to get more out of that. I don't think getting more out of that is in the 4 3 3. And I also add to that by saying that I just think Man United aren't getting the best out of Donny van der Beek. And that's because you have better players than him. And that's there's nothing exactly. wrong with that. You just, yeah, do. I agree. You I, agree. The wrong player. I agree. But I still think we have him now. Do you know what I mean? And it's not only him that's going to benefit. And what you said, you said he's a tidy player. He wants to get on the ball, but he doesn't want to. Like you said he wants to score, but no, he doesn't want to forward. venture forward. I said the team instructions have shown us that maybe they're not telling him to get forward because he doesn't get forward. Every time I watched him at United, he's not really getting forward. He, he's in he's in a similar spot. No, fam, nearly like not, nearly every game he's played for us, he's played in the ten. Do you know what I mean? So if he's not, getting doesn't forward, look like he's in ten. Yeah, then that's that's on him. If you're I playing in the 10, no one, if, no one plays you in the number 10 and tells you to stay back, bro. Do you know what I mean? It's on him if, if he's not yeah, you say that, but you can, Just like you said with the betterment of the team point, I'm saying there can be instructions because you even pointed it out, and rightly so. Bro, when he played for Ajax, he had guys around him. Tadic, um, De Jong, um, Ziyech. They were all very, very close oh, to him, bouncing one-twos. 
quick exchanges, people moving. Man United are a static team. Let's let's call a spade a spade. They are a static team. Things go in a very, very like similar way where Rashford is always on the left if he's playing. Greenwood's always on the right. They're always making the same type of runs. The ball always goes through Bruno. Like it, it Man no, United, that's, what that's what I'm saying. It's time for change. It's time for change. The whole I just what, you bought the wrong player, and there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, mm. but we have him now. So what are we gonna do? Just send him to the reserves or something? Not send him to the reserves, but you can sell him. You don't. Yeah, we don't. Sell, you can, you can, I don't. I don't listen. I don't mind selling him, but Roman, he's, on, have he's, taken. he's on the yeah, books for right. now. He's on the books for now. So I'm just um, suggesting how we get the best out of him. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. it's not only him that's gonna benefit from it because, as I said, Pogba can get more further forward. And the thing with Bruno is, bro, the whole um, Bruno is our saviour. So them days are gone. For me, them days are gone. I don't want to be looking at one player saying, oh, without him, we're finished. No, we've got, we've got Pogba, we've got Sancho, we've got Rashford, we've got guys that can step up. Do you know what I mean? So if he has to, you know, take a lesser role for the whole team to, to operate better, then, that, then so be it. Cool. Let us know anyway. We're going to put out a poll. Do you think the Donny van der Beek situation is more on United or more on Donny van der Beek so far anyway into his Man United career? Let us know. We're going to put out a poll. Um, obviously, we recorded this last night, but you're going to see it this morning. Um, so, yeah, man, let us know, man. Engage with us. Show us what you think in the comments. Um, but, yeah, let's move on swiftly to another club. Um, we're going to go from Manchester to London, to the pride of London. Arsenal Football Club. Um, yeah, do you know what? Look, Arsenal have made a um, um, couple moves here and there. They've shown ambitions to to provide depth and quality depth to the squad. But Nadim, like, what's your opinions on the signings? Obviously, the, the main one is Ben White, so so far anyway. Hussein mm. um, Mawar, that, that, that um, transfer rumour has come out again today for Arsenal. But let's, yep. let's concentrate on Ben Locatelli. White. Locatelli. Mm. Yeah, not, but the Locatelli one's not strong, man. Yeah. He even said today, still, you know, Fabrizio is still putting yeah, you. Man didn't in you see in the rumor that I mean, well, not rumor. Didn't you see the information that came out today? He'd rather stay at Sassuolo than go, go to Arsenal. Arsenal. Like, yeah, Fabrizio yeah, so. said differently. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah. No, if, yeah. if we're honest, he's gonna go Juve, you know. But listen, yeah, hundred percent. Arsenal are in the mix, in it. So be happy, be happy. Yeah. Nah, but all in order, what, what majorly? What do you think about the Ben White signing, and do you think that was necessary? You think that was necessary? <laughs> <laughs> uh, nah, uh, it wasn't necessary. I, I don't know. I, I guess so because he had to replace David Luiz. Huh? Uh, he has to replace David Luiz and, and he was a big player for us last season. And Rob Holding, I like him, but he's not a guy that should be starting week in, week out for a team that has huge aspirations. So... Ben White is the type of player that I think, you know, has a lot of upside about him. He's a player that you can look at and go that he could be one of the best centre-backs in the Premier League eventually one day. He's got a lot of talent. And he brings something to Arsenal that they didn't have last season, which is he, I think, has one of the highest interception rates in the league. Arsenal had one of the lowest. Having said all that, Arsenal's weakness last year wasn't their defence. In fact, it was actually their strong point. And it's one of the best defences in the league. I think it's third or fourth. Their weakness was attack. So spending that kind of money on a defender when you have other weaknesses, I guess, isn't doesn't isn't wise unless you know it doesn't take away what you're going to do, which tells me that Arsenal have money to spend this transfer window. So yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, you spend fifty million on him. 
you didn't buy that you didn't you didn't pay that money out of united's pocket you didn't pay that money out of liverpool or chelsea's pocket you pay that money out of your pocket so if you feel like he's the guy for you he's the guy that you want leading your defense going forward it's absolutely fine you do what you have to do as long as it isn't taking away what you need to do in other positions then i'm absolutely fine with it but yeah now good player i'm looking forward to seeing him in the arsenal show so yeah good player good signing but a lot of money yeah a lot a lot of money um yeah. firstly he played in a three last year so yeah. do you think you know you know he'll play well in a four unless you guys you know have plans of sticking with the three that's a no, first yeah. second question actually no i'll ask you after gone no, but yeah, if you look at he did play in a in a in a four at Leeds, so he does have experience of doing it. And I think playing in the three was mainly because Brighton that that system works well for them. They have the players to do it, and also because they have an abundance of centre backs down there. So um, yeah, I think he can do it. And also he can he can do he can allow Michael Arteta to do multiple things with him. He can play him as a right back, like an inverted right back. He can play him as a central defensive midfielder, and he can play him as an out and out centre back. So. Yeah, I think he can do multiple things. But yeah, I think he can play in, in a two. Definitely, I think he can. Okay, the main question I had was, and this is what, what not piss me off, because if I'm honest, I don't care about <laughs> success or failure. But yeah. what I was confused by is... Saliba. Saliba. <laughs> I do not understand how this guy was meant to be one of the best... The Mbappe. The Mbappe of centre-back. The French oh, called him that. The French the called him that centre-back prospects in the world. Yeah. And I've never seen him play in an Arsenal show. <laughs> and I watch a lot of Arsenal games. But you <laughs> just spent 50 mil on another centre-back prospect. Mm -hmm. How does that make sense? Or explain to me your perspective on that. I'm still, I'm still, trying, to, I'm still trying to come up with the idea too. I, look, I don't know. I really don't know. It, it, it's so hard to, to kind of put together because last season when he came in I think he even admitted that he probably wasn't ready to play initially but my biggest issue was with Arsenal you're not really looking you're not really about to achieve anything in a way like you're still going and, and Chambers yeah and exactly and Mustafi is playing I, I, it's not really making sense so why not play these young guys let them have experience together and let them make their mistakes now that when you are ready to win you can bring them in and, and they're ready to go. So from that perspective, I didn't understand last season. Uh, this year, I thought he would come back and he would maybe not be the starting centre-back. But I think he, he could play a few games, especially because Arsenal aren't in Europe. They're trying to get back to that level again. When I have him around the squad, it just seems odd to me. that It definitely seems that there's much more at play here than football because if it's purely like a football decision... He's probably the best centre back or second best centre back at the club now. <laughs> so yeah, it, it's an odd decision to make. There's something more at play here. But look, he'll go to Marseille. He'll do well there. He did well at Nice last season. The issue I have is come back next season. I think he has two years left on his contract. Exactly. That's two. an issue. Like, is he going to sign a new contract? Does Mikel Arteta like him? And, then and if he's already him. committed to Gabriel and Ben White, is he even going to get game time? Yeah, that's the issue. But then you, then you look at all the top teams have three or four centre backs that they can rely on. So yeah, but he's only got two years left in his deal. He's looking for game time. Yeah, but so that's it, all we'll play play that next season. I'm sure they've had those conversations. But yeah, to me, I think to a lot of Arsenal fans right now, it doesn't really make the most sense because we're thinking that this guy's coming in and he's going to be a superstar for us, 
and we've seen him in one preseason game against MK Dons, and that's for 45 minutes. So mm. yeah, it's an odd decision, know, but it's, 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 a, it's a very, it's a very very interesting um, situation because I think one of the things that my boy said to me is that he. The reason why he's not a huge fan of the Ben White um, signing is because he doesn't believe that Arsenal's defence was a problem. So he said that even with replacing David Luiz, he felt that it could have been replaced with someone cheaper. Mm. Um, he said that Arsenal defence, yes, they're not the greatest defence in the world, but that wasn't the issue. The issue was putting the ball in the back of the net. And I think, based on the stats, it, it, it showed that in it to a degree. Mm. So... No, they had are you worried that they've scored since like ninety-five? So yeah, so it's definitely a big issue. So are you worried that you could possibly be going into next season again? So far, we're seeing with the same couple attack because I'm not seeing you linked with any strikers. So it doesn't look like you're adding to the strikers department. Awa is an eight, more of an eight than he is a ten. So I wouldn't say he's going to score you double-digit goals. So are you worried that you're not necessarily in the market for an attacker, a new striker, possibly? I've seen links to Madison and Odegaard, and that's about that's about it, to be honest. It is... I'm not worried because... And the reason I'm not worried is because if you're spending £50 million on a centre-back, and like, if I know it, Mikel Arteta knows it, and all those Arsenal guys know it, if you're spending that amount of money on a centre-back in a position where it's not really of huge importance because you did have a good defense last season that means you have money to spend so they clearly have money that they're willing to spend that they're obviously trying to get some players out now but if you can bring in an attacker someone to contribute to the goals smith Rowe did well last season but I, I, you don't want to rely too much on him especially going in this season you want a, a stable of attacking players you can rely on and he and Saka are the only ones really that I trust. So yeah, they, you definitely need to add to that. You don't trust Pepe? He's here, miss. A lot of people He's are not... saying Pepe is due to have a big season this year. I think he could have a good season, but if you're asking me who I'm starting the season with, I'm going with Saka. Mm. And who and who's on the other side? I'll play well, it depends who we get at the 10, because Smith were playing off the left last season allowed Tierney to kind of push forward and it actually worked. So it depends who's playing at the 10. But that would you I think people well, as currently right. constructed, yeah. as currently constructed, what would you do? I like I don't like Saka or Pepe playing on the left when Tierney's playing. So I would probably play Birmingham on the left and Lacazette up top. That's that on because, the left again, yeah. Because look, at the end of the day, you need if you're gonna play Tierney, I don't want another oh, left yeah, yeah, yeah. footer enough. playing. You know, that's why I see people doing Saka and Pepe on the left. Get that out. Of, I don't want to see that. It just blocks. You're probably your best player from being as creative and being as good as he can right. be. So, so you're saying that you you trust your fullback attacking wise more than your 72 million pound winger. Hey, hey, hey Tini's never done me wrong. I say that. So yeah. <laughs> I love Tini, man. But no, nah, I will so have cool. a good season. But yeah, if you're asking me, what I'm starting the season with it's Saka. How many more signings do you guys need then? In your opinion, like realistic, obviously. Four? You could really change your whole team. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> no, 100%. Most of no, them you could. could. I think you know, it's a fire cell right now for yeah, you. Man. 100%. I think four. Defense what midfield. Yeah, defense yeah, midfield. Need an attacking midfielder. I can imagine us getting a, a goalkeeper. Um. Oh, and look, I would love a striker. Like, I, I really would love a striker. I've been banging the desktop for Dominic Avaluin. All summer, but I don't, it's not going to happen. So yeah, 
Goalkeeper, defensive midfielder. Right, right back, back as well. Yeah. Right back, yeah, sorry. Right, that's the position. Yeah, Bellerin leaving, so right back as well. But yeah, I, I would love them in the Cavaloon at the club, but yeah, no, it's not going to happen. No, Last question, where's your, where's your faith at with Oba right now, man? Because, listen, my boys are Arsenal fans there. I can't lie, they're, they're mm. out of the Oba thing, man. They're out. Where I'm you not, I'm not out. I'm not out with him. I think I still have faith that he can return to some sort of form this season. I think the miss the other day against was the Rangers. I put that down to preseason uh, uh, lack of match fitness <laughs> because that that one was bad. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, look, I still have faith in him. I think this might be his last season at the club. I definitely think next season they'll change it up. But I still think he can get me minimum fifteen Premier League goals in a season. I, I, I give him the one bad season, and but I still think he can be good. But yeah, definitely next season probably see a change. You're gonna need him, boy. You're mm. gonna need him. Definitely yeah. you're gonna need a big season from over, man. There's a lot of guys out there, Obama, Mane, um, Firmino, yeah. Zinac, Martial. Um, Martial guys that just need to resurrect. I always forget about Martial, you know. You're seeing these United uh attackers, you've seen Sancho Rashford talking about Greenwood. I'm forgetting about Martial. Facts, man. Facts, cool. Um, we kind of I'll roll this one into one and get you lots of opinions first, and I think it'll be good to get you man's opinions on this. But obviously, um, less on the dim, but for um with the high press media, obviously with myself, Darren and Josh. One of the major things that we has been discussed like over previous episodes was Chelsea, Man City, and kind of like the striker conundrum. And we're like three weeks away from the season, and both teams are yet to replace um or add to the department that they've really been like they really set out to replace. Top maybe target. it was because yeah, yeah, top target. Maybe because of the Euros, maybe difficulty in transfer. Um, but First, I want to get you man's thoughts on how likely you think the Haaland deal will happen for Chelsea or Man City. Um, obviously, particularly Chelsea, and how likely the Kane deal will happen for City. So, how likely both those deals will be, and what do they do? Both clubs, what do they do if they can't get their number one target? So, Haaland and Kane. I think Kane um, is more likely to leave than Haaland. Um, because he's older, um, he knows it's time. For, he needs to win some trophies. Do you know what I mean? Just to so when he's done, do you know what I mean. He, he can sleep at night. Cause listen, you you can't be a player of Harry Kane's caliber and have no trophies when your career is done. So um, I think it's more likely that he leaves than Harlan leaves. I think it's slim chances that Harlan leaves. It doesn't seem like um, Dortmund are trying to sell him, which I don't really get. You could probably get double. This summer, what you can yeah. get because of the release clause, but bro, listen, they chop on every player that they sell, so they're probably thinking, nah, we can't sell these men in the same window. Um, Harlan and Sancho, do you know what I mean? So, um, I can't blame them, man. They want to stay good, they want to stay competing, and um, yeah, kudos to them. But Harry Kane, I think Harry, the Harry Kane one is sticky, man, because um, who's the man, Rafa Benitez, and he's already saying that, like. Obviously, he doesn't want Harry Kane to go in there. Oh, is it who's their new manager? Not Nuno. Nuno. Sorry, I meant Nuno. Um, he he is not going to be happy if Harry Kane walks out the door before he's um, do you know what I mean, had a training session with Spurs. Mm. So um, 
Yeah, man. Uh, Harry Kane's situation is a sticky one. It's up in the air, man. I think a lot of that is down to him. Because if he is open to forcing his way out, then he can get it done. Don't show up to, to camp. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, he can force it. And City aren't... We've already seen rumours of the offers that City are ready to put on the table. So, City can get that done as well. Um, in terms of what they do if they don't get a striker, I think you guys as Chelsea are more pissed if you don't get on rather than City. Um, City won the league without a striker. Do you know what I mean? So, um, they're going to be fine. And they've got, they've got previous of just buying a 30, 40 million pound guy. Do you know what I mean? And just making him play, like, he doesn't have to be a bloody Kun Aguero. Do you know what I mean? Even if it's a Gabriel Jesus or Andre... Actually, Andre Silva's gone to Leipzig, but... That's a big sign, yeah. Yeah. Even if you get, like, a young striker, I'm sure City will be fine. Chelsea, yeah. on the other hand, this old... I think that the fact that you, the book is out on you guys is going to hurt you. That The fact that people know you're, like, a defensive team. You know I mean, I think you're going to need someone to put the, back in, the ball in the back of the net. Like, if you don't have a 20-goal um, player then you're going to have problems. Do you know what I mean? So um, I think it's definitely important for you guys to get a striker, but um, mm. more so than City. But yeah, you guys have both got, you've got previous of getting deals done. Do you know what I mean? It's not like you're going to be panicking. There's a lot of strikers out there. So um, obviously maybe not top notch, which is a bigger issue for you than City. But, you know, you, you man, you man get get deals done regardless. So mm. be all right. On a scale of one to ten, how likely do you think the kill and how... Harlan deal will happen and then we'll go to Nadim. Kane, I'd say six. Six. Harland, three. Boy. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Nadim, you saying? The, I think City will end up getting Kane this summer. And the reason I think it will happen, I think it happens after the first game of the season. I don't think Tottenham want to face Harry Kane in the first game of the season. And the worst thing happens if he scores and he scores and Tottenham are struggling. It's the worst thing that can happen to Daniel Levy. So I do you think... Do the Tottenham fans. Exactly. So I do think that deal happens. I think... Look, I think Kane has probably... They've had talks probably also. I think Nuno probably took the job knowing that Harry Kane won't, won't be a Spurs player going forward. So they'll probably be looking for some replacements and looking for guys out there. Those talks that a big team has told Danny Ings that he could, that they want him, that could be Tottenham as well. So big team, sorry. But yeah, it could be Tottenham that's uh, trying to get Danny Ings as a replacement for Harry Kane. So I think Harry Kane happens because I think City, one, we haven't even noticed. They've been selling players. They've, they're about to sell 100 million worth of players just since the transfer window opened. So they're building... No way, who? They've sold some youngsters. And they got players out on loan that they're selling or they're getting rid of, basically. Nice. So I saw the list the other day. I found it and I sent it to you guys. But City have been doing some quiet business. And also talking about one of the... I don't think... I don't think either Sterling or Maraz chooses to get involved in that deal. Finally, no. Gabriel Zeus is on his way to Juventus anyway. So they have to get, they have to get the striker. And I think... Harry Kane is the one they've airmarked, and I think that will happen. As for Haaland to Chelsea, here's why I don't think that one happens this summer. Because I think you have to remember the agent. Mino is a Rowler. Yep. I don't think he wants I think he wants his guy either Real Madrid, Bayern Munich, or Juventus. I, that's why I think he wants Haaland. And 
that's why I'm a bit skeptical about this deal. I think Chelsea can if they told Chelsea the price right now, I think Chelsea would do it automatically. And I think we're talking about Chelsea being the champions by like by like December or something like that. That's how good they could be. But I think Raola, that clause in his contract means that the best time for these Premier League teams to get it done is now. Because next season, hopefully there's fans back in stadiums. You get Bayern Munich and Real Madrid and Juventus will be able to afford it more. Maybe not Barcelona then. They're finished. But a few teams will maybe, maybe be able to afford Haaland then. As of right now, the English teams are in the best position. So if, you, if you're Chelsea or City and you want Haaland, you need to do everything you can right now. But I think he's been promised to either Real Madrid or Bayern Munich as a replacement for Lewandowski or Juventus because of Raiola. So, yeah, I think that deal doesn't happen. But if it does, it needs to happen this summer. No, I hear that, man. I fully hear that, man. I mean, I've been of the mindset for sure. I've been saying that I don't think that the Haaland deal will happen just based off of the fact that I know what Dortmund are like when it comes to negotiation. They're a very weird club, man. I mean, yeah. this is the same club that let Lewandowski go to Bayern Munich for free. They yeah. let Sancho go to United a year after for less money than they could have got. They're selling team, man. selling team. It's not even about the selling team. It's just they do things un- unapologetically their way. Like, mm. they don't get bullied into selling. They sell yeah. when they want to sell. And But I feel like there's two sides to it. We've seen with Dembele and Aubameyang, if you force your way out, they will sell, but Haaland won't necessarily do that. Mm. So it's going to be very hard for Chelsea to convince Dortmund to sell, especially as the days keep counting. Like They they want time as well to get a replacement in. Um, He's already showed up to training, Allah. He's already training with them. Yeah, I, I don't. The training thing for me wasn't even a huge thing because Abameyang and Dembele all trained with with that with Dortmund when the their transfers were going on. But I just think that just the logistics. This is going to be one of the biggest transfers in the history of football. It's mm. tough, man. It's it's a very very tough deal to do, and it literally blows our transfer record out of the wall, which is like the seventy to seventy five mil for Havertz. So yeah, um, yeah, man. The money involved in that, okay. trying to get the money, trying to get Haaland, it would be not bro, just the transfer, fee, the transfer fee, bro. It's the agent the fee, fee you go pay. His dad agent probably. fee already, agent fee already will probably make the deal two hundred million because you're looking at one hundred seventy mil. You had thirty mil because Muno Raiola is a thief, a real thief. <laughs> even forty, even forty, bro. And then, you, and then dad got, might get involved. Then Haaland might want some signing. Bro, you get image bro. rights, you get everything. Oh, like, bro, you're that, looking that, that in, look. In the end, it will pay itself back because Haaland will probably end up making Chelsea a lot of money. Like, of course, not this but, season in particular, but but structurally, that's a that's a d- difficult deal to structure. Um, <laughs> and maybe maybe Dortmund won the publicity of next year. I mean, the publicity yeah. they'll get next year, the release clause is sixty million, and like there's like six clubs that are in for him. It gives them better publicity. I mean, I know a journalist who said that he thinks that if Haaland doesn't go to Chelsea. He believes that Haaland signs a new contract at Dortmund just so I that Dortmund can get a higher price yeah, for yeah. next year. So mm-hmm. yeah, like an extra. Yeah, yeah. Hey, that would yeah, be that tough. would be um, like goodwill so, from Haaland towards them. Yeah. The dilemma Chelsea are in is Lukaku has always been the second option for them, but Lukaku doesn't see himself as a second option, and he will add Chelsea in my opinion. He's done it. He before. don't want to leave. Yeah, I think he'll leave I for the right price. Exactly. I feel like he would leave if Chelsea 
wanted him first. Mm. Like if Chelsea said they wanted him first, they that th- he would leave, innit? Do you know what I'm saying? But I feel like because we've gone after Haaland, he's seen all the reports. He would know. Wait, His camp would know. Don't they have the same agent? Raola represents yeah, yeah. Haaland and Lukaku, so he would know what's happening. Yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't think Lukaku's a Raola guy. I think no, oh, he's in Rock Nation now. He's Rock Nation, yeah. Yeah, okay. so yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, Rock Nation, yeah, yeah. yeah. Rock Nation. But then, um, I, I, if, okay, what? Go on. No, I was gonna ask, like, if you can't get Holland, then what do you do with the striking position? Do you just go with Werner, or, or do you keep Abraham, or do you go after someone you else? You need to sign a striker. You need to sign a striker. But then who? You can't just sign anyone. Like you, can't, like, you need to find. But a that's the difficulty man. with that's the difficulty between Chelsea and Man City. Like you mentioned, Man City can make do with as usual they have, or sign a cheap striker because yeah, that's what they that's the way they play. Chelsea need a particular type of striker to run the line and whatnot. And all of that kind of stuff, it becomes difficult because we can't just go out and sign anyone. I mean, there's been Danny Ings, that's been rumored. But really and truly, as much as yeah, Chelsea fans say Tammy is poor. If you're not bringing in a guy that's significantly better than Tammy, you're better off keeping Tammy. Tammy's showing yeah. he's he can score 18 goals in the league yeah. if he leaves the line. So was it 18, 16, whatever it was? Anyway, 17. Yeah. Like, as much as, yeah, we don't like Tammy, bro. Tammy can score. He's a goal scorer. He knows he, he can score goals. He misses a lot of chances, but he can score goals. Not a high clip, but fam, you need to be bringing someone who guarantees that they're significantly better than Tammy, in it? So that's the he's issue that should be by Pardon? He's not the only one that missed the chances, so... Yeah. Exactly. Oh, bro, big chances missed in Europe. Lewandowski's, I think, first. The only difference <laughs> wow. is Lewandowski also takes his chances. And that's mm. what makes him. That, that's what gives the big difference between Lewandowski and Werner. They get a mm. lot of chances, but Lewandowski takes as much as he's missing. So, yeah, man. Um, but yeah, likelihood. I'm just not too convinced, man. In terms of mm. Kane, I think that could happen. I think Nadim, you definitely opened my eyes in terms of Man City or Tottenham not wanting to play Man City first game of the season with Kane on on Man City's team. Um, so it'll be interesting, man. It'll be Question on that, though. Do you, man, think it makes sense for them, considering the compensation, considering his age, and considering the way he plays? It makes sense, yes, bro. Yeah. Kevin De Bruyne is also, what, 29, 30? He's 30. So he's going into the final years of his prime. You want If you play Kevin De Bruyne in his peak prime with Harry Kane, <laughs> and Harry Kane is just entering his prime as well with yeah. a finisher. Bro, that's like Boy. that's like different levels, man. Different kettles. kettles okay. But you, my thing is, I I hear what you're saying in terms of like the age is not obstacle. But what about the way he plays though? This whole coming deep thing. Do you think that that can like be beaten out of him, or do you think that like I don't think 100%. I don't think Pep wants to beat that out of him. I I think Pep will adapt it. Pep, mm-hmm. Pep will know when to use it, bro. Don't worry about Pep dealing with Kane. And telling him what he wants from him, Pep yeah. it was able to remold Thierry Henry. Any player can be remolded by Pep, yeah. so I'm not I'm not worried about the way Kane plays. Kane just needs yeah. to be told by someone who is more superior to him. Bro, I want you to do this, and Pep is that guy. Like I'm not worried that bro. If Chelsea don't get Haaland, mm. there's no team that stops Man City with KDB, Pep, and um, Kane. No team. I'd even go uh, as far and say they win the Champions League. And also, like, 
if you're a hurricane, I, I think I sometimes think he drops deep sometimes at Tottenham more out of necessity than that's the way he wants to play. I think if he's at City and he knows that ball could come in at any point from De Bruyne, like get don't get it twisted. Hurricane is a goal scorer. He'll know that if that ball could come in at the most accurate pinpoint positions. I need to be there. And I think he'll probably change his game a bit, but I think also that Pep will adapt to him as well. I think he'll be fine. Okay. Yeah, I, I I I just don't know because I think the fit thing is key. Like we've seen a great player like Thiago go to Liverpool, and I I said it before the season that I didn't see where he fits. Do you know what I mean? And I just think yeah, if you're going to spend that amount of money, do you know what I mean? That obviously he's a great player, but I just, I just don't know if he fits, man. You don't think Kane fits City? Huh? You don't think Kane fits City? I don't think so, fam. I don't think so. That whole coming deep thing, and as much as we say, you know, he'll stop it, that's his game. Do you know what I mean? He led the league in goals and assists. It's hard to say stop with the assist. Right, thing. Just need to do I don't think I don't think he'll but, stop. I'm not saying but, that you said that. I'm just saying that that is his game. But you can work but around. I, mean, I didn't say he will stop it. I said he'll pick the moments. The, the reason why I used the Thierry Henry example is because Thierry Henry was still able to use his ability to beat defenders at Barcelona. He just wasn't able to do it from any position on the pitch. He was exclusively playing as a left winger where there was a story Thierry even came out and said Pep took him off because they had a, they played they 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 played in a certain way where he needs to be in a certain position at a certain time. They even had a training game where Pep what what Pep did was he splits the pitch in half and the guys on the left-hand side are not allowed to come onto the right-hand side. The guys on the right-hand side are not allowed to come onto the left-hand side. So we know that Pep is a is a strict tactical philosopher in the way that he he applies his tactics to his team, and he will be strict with Kane won't go AWOL in the bro. Pep was able to 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 strip Aguero of some of his bad tendencies, even though we thought it would they like Aguero didn't have any weaknesses. Pep obviously saw that he wanted Aguero to do something much more or do something much less. No, but he, he also had he. he he also went to Aguero came to Man City as someone who loved to play deep in the pocket, someone who loved to distribute, drop deep and whatnot. I went. I'm not saying he was a he's a good as good a playmaker as Kane, but that's what he loved to do. He loved to drop deep. He never liked to stay stick on the on the last man until Pep mm. came in. So look, I think Pep will know how to adapt Kane and play him in a way where he doesn't have to lose all his playmaking abilities, but. He's gonna be more in the box than he we've seen in the Euros and for Tottenham as well. But I, I also think why why would you want to get rid of something that is such yeah. a great asset as a striker? Like your striker has the ability to also get you double digit assists. So that's the type of system where you could have Kane drop deeper and why not get Sterling and other guys for them running in behind? That works amazingly well. So it's it's not a hindrance to me. Like it's something you can use to your benefit. And you can Pep Pep is a great coach at finding ways to get the best out of his players. As that's one thing he does. Like he does bring out he does put systems in place that usually get the best out of his guys. And I think I think he'll do that the same thing for Kane. Uh, last thing on it. Do you think you're better off getting a great player and okay, a greater player and changing his game or molding him, or getting a player that suits you perfectly but is not as good? Like, what do you think makes more sense? Great players win championships. Yeah, but um, I'm saying they're both good players, but one yeah. plays the way that 
in a different way that doesn't suit your team. But the mm. other guy is a lesser player, but he plays the exact same role that you want him to play for your team. No, you take Harry Kane, bro. Mm. I'm, I'm not talking about... I'm not just saying uh, just based on Harry Kane. I'm just saying your thoughts conceptually. No, no, no. But the reason why I can't... Um, not that agree, but I can't like not put Harry Kane in that example is because it depends on the players. It depends on who we're talking about. Harry yeah. Kane is the second, arguably the second best striker in the world. Regardless of the formation, regardless of the tactics that you play, if Harry Kane wants to come to your club and you need a striker, you take Harry Kane. <laughs> it, like, it's simple as. And Harry Kane is adaptable. Like, let's not act like Harry Kane was always someone who was dropping deep and whatnot. For, for the, like, yeah. the first five years, six years of his Tottenham career, all he was doing was scoring goals for them. It's now that he started to age, just like when R Wayne Rooney started to age as well, started to develop more sides to his game. And we're seeing he can also score, score at a high level, but also assist and playmaker at a high level. So... I, I get I get what you're saying in your in your hypothetical situation. It's just a question. It was just a question. No, no, no. I know, I know. And I even like I get it, fully get it. I just think it's hard not to put Harry Kane in that situation because of who he is and the caliber of player he is. Fam, you have to take Harry mm. Kane, man. Yeah, I think yeah, I'm, I, I yeah. agree, I agree, I agree. Especially yeah, I think when also, you got yeah. money to blow in it. Yeah. What? <laughs> what? And also think context matters. Like sometimes the player just isn't the right fit. For you, like it just doesn't isn't worth it, especially if you can get another player who has similar attributes and but it can be as good. But I think, look, if you have the chance to go after a great player and upgrade your team, Harry Kane upgrades Man City. Don't don't get it wrong. Like, he no, sure. he takes them to another level, which is incredible to think about. But I think you go and you do it. Like players like Harry Kane don't grow on trees. For sure. Yeah. For sure. No, it's just it, it's going to be interesting to see, man. It's going to be very interesting if yeah, it doesn't happen. Definitely, and for all we know, you might be right. You might come to Man City and man off it, and that all. I just That'd find that hilarious. hard to see. Yeah. yeah, like I just find that hard to see a great player coming into one of the most fluid, free flowing systems in the world, if not the most. I just don't know how he doesn't score in that in that in no, that situation. He's definitely going to score, but. Is it is it worth it if you don't win the title? And you got and that's possible. Do you know what I mean you can get Harry Kane and not win the title? Do you know what I mean? And then the Champions League, I can tell you now they won't. Care. Yeah, obviously, if you win the Champions League, it's worth it. But if you don't, if you win the FA Cup or League Cup, do you know what I mean after you bought Harry Kane, does it? Do you look back and think, "Rah, did we make the right move?" Uh, uh, good question. Got a quick question. Uh, this is outside of the Premier League. Well, outside of well, we can talk about our teams, but which team so far has made I uh, done the best business so far? Like it's made some signings that you got, okay? They're doing some good stuff. Well, outside the Premier League, or no, inside the Premier League, inside the Premier League, but like outside um, of our teams mainly. I think Palace, done Palace. Some very good yeah. Moves so far. yeah. I mean, Olissa was one of the Leicester, big time. Yeah, Leicester done, Leicester done some great moves. Samari. Mm. I think it's difficult to say yet, man. Yeah, it's too early. Yeah, it's too early in the window. Bro, because if we get Haaland, I'm saying we got, we did the best, <laughs> we had the best transfer window. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, even man. though I don't believe it's going to happen, like Haaland, in my opinion, puts us at a level that I just think will be very difficult to beat. Do you know what I'm saying? So, sure. the same way, if Man United get Varane, get Saul, get a DM as well, bro, they, they have every right to say that they think that they had the best transfer window. Well, like, well if we get... What if we get Locatelli and Madison and an hour? Bro, <laughs> if you get Locatelli, our Madison, 
<laughs> you know, I'm not sleeping. Like, I'm not sleeping. Yeah, like, yeah. Let's, not, let's not go to the title, fam. So, yeah, I wouldn't go that far, but you know, we, we'll have a nice season, you know. Like, but, no, we'll see, man. But like, uh, last question, last question before we wrap it up, though, is let's let's say our teams get what they're supposed to get. So, everyone they're linked with, so Chelsea get Highland, yeah, and let's say Declan Rice because that seems to be the person. Yeah, you guys really love him, bro. Um, Man United get Varane, Tawu, and all the other guys, and a DM. Let's just say that hypothetically. Arsenal get, I won't say Madison and Locatelli, but Arsenal get a cam and a right back, good quality standards as well. What, 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 what would be your top four, considering what we know now? So Leicester have the players that they have, but there's also the hypotheticals that I've just mentioned. Yeah. What will be your top four for next season? Liverpool's still there. They bought Kanate, who I think if he can stay fit, Kanate and Van Dijk could form a very, very solid, and I mean solid, centre-back partnership. That's so, um, he said top four predictions. Everyone makes their signings. Yeah. That also includes if City get Kane. Yeah. yeah Boy. City get Kane, Chelsea get Haaland. <laughs> Man United get their players, Arsenal get theirs. So what did Tottenham do? Fight to stay in the league. Tottenham losing Kane is like Portland losing um Dame. Dame. Like Facts. Facts. Yeah. But um I go City if they get Kane. I mean just won the league without a striker. You can't sign Harry Kane and not win the league. Mm. So well you can, but I'm not gonna put money on it. So uh, <laughs> So I go um, City, um, Chelsea. You're talking about a guy like Haaland. It's, it's, it's a yeah. game changer. Along yeah. with the defensive, um, like, you know, identity that you already have. You add a guy like um, Haaland who's going to put the ball in the back of the net. That's just efficiency in all aspects. So Chelsea second, I go us third, close third. You know what I mean? Us and Chelsea battling it out. And then Liverpool fourth. Yeah, I don't think I disagree with you to be honest. Uh, but that Chelsea City battle that's going on to the last day if Chelsea get Haaland. Like, that that's that, that's a battle. I'll, I'm not gonna lie, even as hey, but don't count us out as well, bro. No, don't see, this is the thing. This is the thing. Even as the biggest Arsenal fan I am, I'm not gonna lie to you. That Chelsea City battle yeah, with man, don't be saying don't count oh. us out and then put your yeah. team third. That was, man. <laughs> that was, no, I'm just saying that don't just say it's City and Chelsea, like we're in that mix as well. No, I no, think it's but, City yeah. and Chelsea United <laughs> if they get pain. So yeah, think, let's not forget they're also think, linked to Jack Grealish. Boy, forgot about that one. Exactly. <laughs> so you yeah, think you I and Chelsea uh comp- you Chelsea and Liverpool are the ones competing for second, basically. Yeah, yeah, that that's that's literally where I'm at with it going into the season. You know what? You know what? I, I have this feeling inside of me. I probably still I'll probably go with your table as well, but I have this feeling inside of me that Leicester gets into for the season. That like, I think this is the year that like, it finally happens. I don't know why. They've got the they talent. Good, good signs, bro. Yeah. To sign Dakar, Edward, and Sumari. Did they find Edward? Has that happened? Edward? No, no yeah, but in our hypothetical, in it, in our hypothetical. But apparently, they're, they're getting Berardi, and then apparently Coutinho is in the mix as well. That that's like <laughs> no, unless they Coutinho, let go of Madison. Coutinho will break their wage structure. Nah, he probably hundred percent would. But Berardi is a great signing, especially because their weaknesses. They don't have a winger. 
All right, hey, but they need to replace Vardy though. They need to. Daka. Daka. Oh, is he a striker? Is it yeah. Winger striker. slash striker. Yeah, he's both. Vardy's was a winger slash striker as well. So. They probably need a centre back as well because they only really have three at the moment. But yeah. I'm not gonna lie to you. I feel like this might be a season for Leicester to to get in the, get into that top four. I don't know who's coming out. I'm not predicting any. I don't know who because all four of these teams I think can win. I can compete for the title. But, uh, yeah, Leicester, to me, a team I'd watch out for this season. Look, I can't sleep. Um, I guess, yeah, man, look, fam, at the end of the day, I just think if we get Haaland, we win the league, man. I know if City get Kane, of course it's great, <laughs> but I'm back in my team, man. You get Haaland and you put that into that team and we get a full season of two cool football where we're not conceding goals, but we're creating a bucket load of chance. Bro, we could we created the second uh, most amount of chances in the league last year. You wouldn't have even thought that. With the so you think? So you think you finish ahead of a Harry Kane plus City? Yeah. Yeah. So the thing is, it would be so hilarious. Like, no, go ahead. Run. No, I was going to say like you know Chelsea are really cursed if Haaland comes to Chelsea and he just doesn't and doesn't, doesn't work. Yeah, no fact. <laughs> but I think Haaland, Haaland has the Diego Costa mentality where they're bullies, flat trap bullies who are going out there to score, and that's what we need. Like, there's, I think one of the podcasts we were talking about it, I was saying how Chelsea just, there's a player profile for the striker that we need. We can't have yeah. a timid striker. We can't have a weak mentally striker. We need someone strong. We need someone who wants to fight. We need someone who wants to bully their way. Drogba, Diego Costa, there's a, bro, there's a reason why there's a, there's a, I think there's a common denominator with all the strikers that we've, that have not played well. They all, they're all about, apart from Werner, because I don't think he's an out-and-out striker anyway, but there's a finesse, Adrian Mutu, Kesman, Torres, Shevchenko, yeah. all about finesse, all about neat, tidy finishes. They're very, very, like, they work in a certain type of space. Even Higuain, to, to an extent, like, it's neat. Didn't you, guys have Fark- Didn't you bring Farcao in as well one time? Yeah, but Parkow was bad. Yeah, last week. I put Parkow on the Chelsea team when, bro, we only went United and flopped as well. That was so bad. When Parkow went United, I remember that transfer deadline day. I was so scared because he might grab Di Maria, Falcao. I think Schweinsteiger was that season. Ah, yeah. Was Memphis? I was worried. I was worried. Yeah, yeah. What I'm saying is this season when uh Arsenal get like a Teddy Madison, our uh Cavalier yeah. and all these guys, and Mikel Arteta proved to be the best head coach in the Premier League, you know, watch out for Arsenal. You know, head coaching. Yeah. <laughs> but that's where we'll leave it today, man. What an episode. Um it's been the eyes on the ball transfers. Uh, we've been able to go through our teams to be honest and the top four. Um or Top four-ish, obviously in the dim here, so we're not gonna leave him out. <laughs> um, Trust me, but, yeah, man. Make sure you follow us at Eyes on the Ball TV and do all of that good stuff. Um, from all of the man, the my eyes on the ball. We are out.